All right, welcome to episode 11 of Between Two Pines. Or actually, this won't be episode 11. This will actually be, take that back, this will be episode 13. That's okay. I don't know where I am or what I'm doing. Um, This is going to be a short episode this week. Um, Zach and I have both been extremely busy these last few weeks uh, with our jobs and a million other things. So we're going to keep it short. And then hopefully next week, uh, we can give you, we're going to try and do an in-depth one, a little bit more educational. We're going to cover a big topic next week. Uh, we're going to get that out to you. But this week, uh, you got myself, Austin, and you got my lovely co-host, as always, Zach. And this week, we're just going to go over some news articles, some interesting stuff from in the news. And then we're just going to close out. Um, it'll be short, sweet, to the point. It'll give you, if you got a short commute to work, you can listen to it then. Um, but, Zach, we got this first, uh, this first article that I found. Uh, this is in Tennessee. And you have handled uh, quite a few birds in your life. Am I wrong? Yeah, you're right. Raptors, uh, game birds, songbirds, you name it. Yeah, so you know, have you ever run into this? Uh, this was a game warden down in Tennessee for the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, so essentially the Tennessee DNR. Um, they found what was reported to be an injured bald eagle that was hopping around and couldn't fly. Um you know, Zach, when you see something like that, you know, if you were out in the field and I've seen it as a ranger, um, what, what, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you see an injured bird on the side, especially a bald eagle? Uh, usually what goes through my head is this thing was picking at some uh, roadkill or something and then it got spooked and just got clipped by a car or something like that. You know, that's what, uh, that's what typically would come to my mind as well. But uh, after capturing the bird and bringing it to a wildlife sanctuary, uh, they derived that the bird was just too fat to fly. He, <laughs> he engorged himself and then got too full to fly, as quoted by the Tennessee uh, Wildlife Resources a- Agency. So um, there was an interesting little tidbit at the, at the end of this article, though. I don't know if you caught this. Do you know how old this bird was? Yeah, this is insane. From the band on its leg, uh, shows that it's 24 years old. Dude, I didn't know eagles lived that long. Yeah, I I forget. I forget exactly, but I know the. it takes a long time for the young ones to reach sexual maturity, like four or five years, something like that. I had no idea. I literally, I thought eagles lived like maybe 10 years tops. And this one's 24 years old. And it was like, I, I mean, that, that's, a, that's, I, I was astounded by that. And obviously he's yeah. still eating good, getting, getting at her. Yeah, it was crazy. And I think we are, we can all kind of relate to being too full, too full to fly. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know, we've all, we've all been there a time or two where, uh, you know, maybe you had a little bit too much to eat and you just roll off your couch and crawl to the bathroom. That's we've all we've all had a Thanksgiving like that. It's OK. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I thought that was a pretty interesting article. Eagles a little bit too full to fly. Been there, done that. Got it. Um, another uh, another good uh, example of what some banding can do for uh, studies and population and aging of all types of birds. Yeah, no. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, it's, it is weird. You could identify the. Yeah, that's that's ah, so weird to me. Yeah. Twenty four freaking years. That bird's almost as old as me. That's insane. Um, yeah, that bird showed up right around the time Google showed up. Yeah, no kidding. That bird is possibly older than Google. I think maybe is older than Google. Um, 
Yeah, no, that's insane. Um, yeah, but all of our all of our articles this week, I think, are pretty much related to wildlife. Um, Zach, uh, did you? Ca- and I know this uh, this article has been circulating around Facebook. Uh, this next one here, uh, and I had to include it because it's just so god dang cute. Is these two little critters? It is a Chihuahua that can't walk and a bird, a pigeon that can't fly. And they became friends. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, uh, it's cute. (laughs) I'll give it that. It is very, very cute. Um, my only thing is, and Zach, uh, let me know how you feel about this. Oh gosh. I I didn't watch the whole video. Oh, that was messed up. Oh God! It doesn't have too late. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> They're not cute anymore. I'm scared. <laughs> but uh, you know, I always get kind of. Um, uh, this is definitely clickbaity, but I also feel like it's it's unnatural making these animals be friends. What? I, yeah, you get into a lot of that. <laughs> That's how I feel about like dogs and cats, and or like the cheetahs and the dog or whatever you see on TV too. Like, I don't know. It's all for attention. It's all how I see it. It's all for attention, but you also notice how it's only dogs and other animals. Dogs are the only ones that are chill enough to be chill with other animals. It's not, you know, you're never going to be like, Oh, a, uh, you know, a Burmese Python befriended a, you know, a goat. No, it's just going to eat it. (laughs) Uh, yeah i don't know i thought it was adorable and uh yeah what's it what's this dog's name uh herman is the pigeon and uh the chihuahua's name is lundy and lundy can't walk and herman can't fly and it's adorable and they're super cute and we'll post a picture because it's adorable and i wanted a feel-good story um so yeah so yeah we got that that's 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 adorable um, Zach, I, I kind of wanted you to talk about, uh, we're, we're going a little out of order here of what I found, but, um, did you, were you able to read this Arctic, uh, Arctic Fox episode or the Arctic uh, Fox yeah, article? Well, yeah, this is pretty nuts. Yeah. You want to, you want to lead into this here? Uh, so in Michigan, there is a report saying that there is an injured dog found, but, after further investigation, the South Line Police Department determined that it was actually an Arctic fox. Um, nobody has really ever seen one in this area before. And, uh, well, it turns out it's an uh, escaped exotic pet, I guess. Yeah, and so I, I kind of wanted to touch on this. And, Zach, I'm sure you're aware of this, but... Uh, foxes being pets i'm sure you've i've heard, heard it yeah the uh the i think they're called fennec foxes am i wrong with that yeah that sounds right yeah fen- a fennec fox um they're weird or actually yeah, is it a fennec fox i can't remember um but yeah people do keep foxes as pets and i would highly not recommend this at all but no. yeah, and another thing is, and this is what I was wondering is I, I think they're being a little um 
they're eulogizing this a little bit in the sense that uh, I don't think that this was necessarily an escaped exile. Oh, maybe it was. It had a name. Its name is Candy. But there's also Fox Farms for fur. Right. So I'm wondering, you know, they might be, oh, it's an escaped exotic pet. This might be an escaped exotic fur coat. Right. <laughs> so, Throw yeah. a name and a story behind it, and you just change its whole ordeal. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it was very strange. And where, um, and you probably know better than I do, but where are Arctic foxes indigenous to? Uh, like Alaska, Canada, northern Canada, Alaska, um, Pretty sure they're even up in like Scandinavian countries and Russia and stuff like that. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, I, I was trying to think. I was like, is there Arctic? Because the Arctic foxes are the ones they uh their their uh their fur coat changes color, right? Or is that just foxes in general? Arctic foxes are the ones they turn white and then they turn back to to uh like crimson again, right? They can, yeah. It just depends on where they're living at. Yeah, no, that is. Um... And this one looks, I don't know, this one doesn't really look like a true Arctic fox. If you put it up next to a picture of just a Google image searched Arctic fox, it looks in a lot rougher shape than what an Arctic fox is supposed to look like. Yeah, and this is uh, probably because it was kept as a pet and you shouldn't keep foxes as pets. They are wild animals and they should not be kept as a pet at all. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Interesting stuff. It was found. I mean, that would be a cool day. You're at, you're in high school and then you see this, uh, injured dog and it's a fox and it tries to maul you and then you get out of math class. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, all right. <clears throat> we got another escaped critter and I your thought, worst nightmare. Is it not? Dude. Okay. I will say on the air, quote me. I want this to be in podcast world on the internet and i will say this till the day i die not into monkeys <laughs> i'm not into monkeys whatsoever any primates i'm out besides humans humans are cool primates i'm out monkeys i'm out and baboons of all species of monkeys i'm definitely on top of the list but I saw this article and I had to watch it and I got to respect a hey, I respect this monkey swagger. So um, this was in um, Australia. This was in Sydney. So a hospital. Uh, so a, a trio of baboons were be were being taken to uh, a Sydney, Australia hospital. Uh, these baboons are part of a colony breed for medical research for the University of Sydney. And uh, these animals, and I read some other articles about this, but uh, this, this animal was actually being taken in uh, to have a vasectomy uh, so that it couldn't breed anymore. And I think he knew. I think this monkey knew. He heard the word vasectomy and his, uh, the, the what little English his weird human monkey brain understood. He knew his balls were getting snipped. And he was not about it because he escaped and took two young female baboons with him, and uh, he went to town on these baboons. These two female baboons. He was getting one last hurrah and before the uh, before the vasectomy. And I, I mean, you can't blame the guy, can you? Play's got to play. 
<laughs> that is not, yes, uh, players do got to play. And, uh, yeah, this monkey, uh, yeah, he got out and, uh, and that's terrifying. And I'm scared. I don't know. I still, Zach, you could attest my favorite episode or favorite uh, level on uh, Cabela's Big Game Hunts on the Nintendo Wii was always where you could just have baboons attack you and blast them with a shotgun. <laughs> still still my favorite level to play. Um, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's all we got for this week. Like I said, it's going to be short and sweet. But, Zach, I think we could still do, uh, do you got any good recipes for us? Uh, let's see. Last week, I took some old fish that I caught last year, actually, some bluegills and crappies. Um, they actually keep very well in the freezer if you just put water in the bag, like covering all the fillets. So you make like um, an ice chunk? Yeah, just keep them all completely submerged, and then that ice kind of cases them in and saves them from freeze drying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they were a year old, and they kept perfectly fine, and we breaded them in uh, that Louisiana yellow bag, dry dry batter. I'm sure everybody's seen it in uh, every oh, grocery yeah. store ever. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, that stuff's amazing, one of my favorite dry batters, and we just threw it on tacos. Um and that turned out really well. And as far as dry batters go, that's one of my favorites. Damn, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I've been uh, – and, Zach, let me ask you this while we're on the air. Do you have any beef jerky recipes, actual beef? I do not. All my jerky usually just is from geese. Yeah, because I, uh, I just procured about 20 pounds of some uh, farm-raised grass-fed uh, beef. And uh, I got it all as ground, and I'm wondering about making some uh, some beef, some actual beef sticks with it, and some beef jerky. I was gonna get one of those tube guns, you know, the little the little it looks like a cock gun, but it's for meat. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about getting one of those. You ever use one of those? I have it. My dad does. Um, I, you just got to put the gr- you got to grind it first, obviously. Yeah. But. Uh... He makes jerky with it out of that, and it turns out pretty good. Yeah, because I was looking at it, you know, and I was thinking, I'm like, ah, should I pull the trigger? They're pretty cheap, but I don't have a grinder is my other thing. So if I get that, then I'd have to get a meat grinder from somewhere and uh, see if I could squirt out. <laughs> God, it literally is. Oh, God. I'm looking at the pictures of it right now. Yeah, you literally just squirt it out onto a thing. Oh, God. I'm scared, Zach. I'm scared. <laughs> it's not pretty. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and I was thinking about making – have you done um, uh, beef casings at all or done, like, uh, beef sticks? I haven't. I know there's a – got to cure them a little bit differently or extra or something. You got to do something with them different than uh, just for your regular jerky cure, and I haven't gone that far with uh, – doing that stuff to it yeah yeah and that's uh that's kind of what i was looking at too is uh making the jerky sticks and anyone who has a good jerky recipe send it to us please or beef sticks i'd be all about it um but yeah we're i I don't know i want to try it it's i mean i I, i'll give it a go i'll squirt some meat out onto a dehydrator uh what can go wrong yeah i'll I'll raw dog it onto the dehydrator that's fine (laughs) uh but uh yeah, no, that sounds good. And then, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if I cooked anything uh, 
fun and exciting. I don't think I did. I mean, I stuck to normal stuff, pasta this week. I didn't make anything fun and exciting. But, uh, yeah, no, that's good. Um, got any big plans for this uh, upcoming weekend? Um, I think we're going to go take a weekend trip. It'll just get away to uh, Springfield, Missouri. Go check out the Bass Pro headquarters. And You're going to Mecca, huh? Yeah, we're going to Mecca. There's a lot of uh, breweries and stuff out there, and we're just going to go relax somewhere that's not home. Sometimes you guys just got to do that for a little while. Yeah, the change of scenery is good from time to time, but yeah, no, that sounds awesome, man. Yeah, you'll have to you have to take some pictures at the uh, at the uh, at Mecca. But oh, another thing we can cover, Zach. How was the National Wild Turkey Foundation uh, event? Holy crap! <laughs> I'm sure other people have said it before, but basically it was at the Gaylord Opry Hotel, Mansion, whatever you want to call it. But basically you walk in, we, we had to park the farthest away. We probably walked a mile to get to there. <laughs> and then uh, what we soon found out was you have to walk probably about another mile to get to the convention center because you walk through this hotel that has a river through it what it has a greenhouse it just it feels like you're in the tropics and the entire (laughs) ceiling is glass um and there's like and then it's like you're in like italy because there's like little restaurants and like a little just streets of shops and this is a hotel and there's balconies up and down the entire walls jesus that sounds awesome and then you get to the very back and then it's a convent there where the convention was and you walk into this giant room that you say, holy crap, how are we going to walk through all this? And then there's this little tiny walkthrough, like corner, and you turn that corner, and there's a room four times the size mm-hmm. of that last giant room. And it's all hen turkey calls <laughs> and everybody else selling everything. And it took us four hours, and I think we barely got to see all of the booths. Jesus, did you get anything good? Um, it's actually a pretty sweet deal because if when you bought your entrance to the place, they you got a twenty five dollar Bass Pro gift card along with it. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. So it's thirty five bucks, and then you got a twenty five dollar gift card. So ten. I just figured it was ten bucks to walk around, and then we went to Bass Pro the next day, and I bought just a one of that's that turkey call that i previewed <laughs> for you guys on the instagram oh that how that didn't go viral is beyond me that was the funniest thing i ever seen in my entire life i was dying laughing <laughs> it happens every year <laughs> and those... every time i put that turkey call in my mouth you gotta go check out the video on our instagram page oh it was great yes but uh yeah it is uh it happens to the best of us your uvula is not used to having something tickling it (laughs) and yeah uh but yeah very funny video like it on instagram it was hilarious uh but no it was it was insane i could not believe the scale of how big it actually was um so and how was the did you actually listen to the the calling competition no um we just went in by the time we hit those doors and got in there we were just so confused (laughs) and we just started walking and then that was just kind of blacked out from there (laughs) that's awesome but yeah i'm sure there was some cool gear what was the coolest piece of gear that you saw while you were there anything uh any any hot gear tips oh man 
one of the things I saw that I've been noticing is getting real popular with uh, deer hunters. Actually, they had a booth that was for saddle stands, and uh, it's basically just like a it's a tree saddle. So you you climb up with your sticks, and then you have like a platform, like the base of a climber or something. Yeah, and then you just basically you you basically tether yourself to the tree. And you sit back on like it's basically a little mini hammock just for your butt, huh? Like you're so you're facing the tree but leaning back, and that's how you hunt. You're facing the tree, leaning back. Yeah, Weird. you're like leaning. You're leaning back on this little tiny hammock that's yeah. tethered to the tree. Huh? That seems like it would totally ruin your field of view, though. You actually get almost 360 degrees because you can twist around on that platform and shoot from actually around the entire tree. Huh. It's really cool. You got to you got to look it up. Hmm. But that's kind of getting popular in the deer hunting world and then a lot of guys just making some awesome turkey calls. I mean, I I didn't buy one there just cuz I didn't know which ones were better than the others, but I mean, it sure looked like a lot of guys had a lot of good calls out there. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I was, I saw some of your videos, and I know you posted some stuff to Instagram. Yeah, it looked awesome, and, and you met some celebrities there. How was that? Met Hannah Barron, yeah. Um, <laughs> she's a nice gal. Uh, didn't know that there was feral hogs in Missouri, what? which I thought was kind of surprising. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, uh, just uh, said, oh, I didn't know you guys had them way up there. And you went, what? <laughs> but, uh, You're like, well, but you sound so smart. <laughs> we won't talk crap about anyone on this show. But um, yes, she's a very nice lady. Not uh, de- 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 definitely built, uh, definitely got a voice for Instagram. That's what I'll say. Or an accent. Yeah. She's got an accent for Instagram. She's not going into radio. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but um, nice gal. Um, I was looking for other people. Uh, the the hunting public guys are there, which they got an awesome podcast out, and um, didn't see any of the meat eater guys. I was kind of keeping my eye out for some of them, but. Yeah, yeah. For just, sure. just every every anybody who is anybody in the outdoor industry had a booth up, and all the big names were there, and just just really neat. Yeah, but that, uh, some of the aisles weird. was just like you felt like cattle moving down the line because it was just shoulder to shoulder, move down, find a place to catch your breath, and then go back into the next aisle. Yeah, that's awesome. Sounds like a great time though. That's sweet. But. I mean, next year it's at the it's at the same place in Nashville every year. So let's plan it, do it together yeah, next year. Yeah, next year might that that might might have to. Who knows? Maybe we'll have our own booth there. Yeah, I thought about. I mean, once I start getting my fur production up and going, I'm going to start doing booths and stuff like that. And there's a few guys selling some furs there, so we'll see. But we could do it between two pines and. Zach's fur shed. Yeah, just some Ranger Outdoors, uh, Zach's fur shed between two pines. We'll just sit there and podcast with anyone that walks by. Maybe we'll shoot some, like shoot some video. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, man, that sounds sweet. Sounds like you had a good time. I know it's been a bit since we uh, we got in here. We're going to be dropping podcasts kind of back-to-back here. But, uh, yeah, so uh, for those that listen weekly, this, this weekend I had Junker Sled. 
junker sled weekend, and it was magical. Uh, I think I dislocated my hip and tore my hamstring, but um, I made it. My forearms are shot. Uh, the old 1988 phaser made it. She was looking beautiful. Uh, she was glistening in the light. The announcer, dude, the announcer was cracking me up. Every time I went over, like, crossed the finish line, he had another one-liner. Every time, like, I finished a lap, you know, the, the finish line went over. It was a tabletop, so it was a jump at the end. And uh, every time I went over, he had another one-liner, my favorite one. Because those that don't know, I wore an American flag suit, and my sled was gold, and my race number is 1776. So I support America and freedom. And uh, my favorite one-liner, as I came across uh, the finish line went, went over the loudspeaker, and 1776 is a coming coming across the line. He's celebrating freedom one lap at a time. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Freedom, baby. Uh, but, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. A lot of good Did food. I see one of you guys put a toilet on top of the sled? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yes, that was. For free from a friend of mine. Hold on, I think you cut out there the last when he started that sentence. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we ended up actually getting a sled from a uh, a for and for those that are down south, the sled is a snowmobile. Uh, we got a snowmobile from a friend of mine for free, and the seat was all clapped out on it. And we had just uh, remodeled our bathroom at the lake house, so we had an extra <laughs> toilet just sitting out. And uh, so I put two and two together, and I said, you know what? this toilet's going on this snowmobile and it did. And it was hilarious. It got a lot of laughs. I'm sure there's probably, I don't even know a thousand pictures taken of it. Every person that walked past it was going, it was cracking up. Yeah. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> and we did give it a race number. You know what number we gave it? Uh, two. Yes. It was number two. <laughs> <laughs> it was number two. You are correct. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was a great time. We had some uh, good laughs. Uh, I, I didn't make the, the finals this year, but raced hard and next year going to be coming back strong. I got, uh, I already got my eye on a new sled. So the phasey might be getting retired, but um, yeah, it was a great time. Had a, had a good, good week uh, snowmobiling, but yeah, I think that's all we got this week. Like I said, it's short and sweet. Uh, any closing remarks, Zach? No, just uh, get ready to find start shed hunting. I can't wait to get outside the shed hunt and slash turkey scout. And it's getting to be nicer weather again, finally. Hopefully the ticks kind of lay off for a couple more months. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for that. And yeah, I'm looking. I'm waiting. I'm chomping at the bit. For those that don't know, I'm I'm a big big-time fisherman, so... I'm just waiting for the the ice to clear and gonna gonna get right on the water as soon as it opens up, if not before. So it'll be good. But yeah, that closes out. This will be I think week third, episode thirteen, I believe. So unlucky thirteen. We'll keep it short and sweet, and then uh, next week we're gonna have a big episode planned for you. So stay tuned. And uh, as always, follow us on Instagram. We are at Between Two Pines Pod on Instagram. And uh, follow us on here. We are available on all your major podcast providers. So, um, yeah, keep keep on uh, keep on listening to us, and uh, let us know how we're doing. And if you are a professional or in, an avid outdoorsman, feel free to to message us, and we would be happy to have you on the podcast for an interview. Thanks again. Okay, that worked out perfect.